Hello and welcome to the Teenagers in America podcast. Um, for this season, I am your host, Aiden, uh, joined by co-hosts Reagan and John. And um, so we'll be starting out um, this season going over Christian apologetics, which is something that um, I think is very important to um, to a Christian, to anyone who professes Christianity, professes um, to hold to, uh, like I said, Christianity in general. Um, the idea of apologetics is very key and important, sharing the gospel with someone, uh, being able to engage in biblical conversations with them. And so um, giving a kind of a brief rundown of the definition um, that we pulled, and it was pretty much straight off of uh, when you first looked it up, um, it says it's a branch of Christian theology that defends Christianity against objections. And so um, basically the idea of apologetics is when you're walking through um, you know, talking with someone when they engage in a conversation with you and they either oppose or ask questions about Christianity. Um, so, for example, the an atheist versus a Christian. So the atheist would say that there is no God and the Christian would say that there is a God. The God of the Bible exists. He's, um, he's always been in existence. He created the world. He created us as humans in his image. And the atheist once again says, no, there is no God. Um, they would probably refer to the ideas of the Big Bang or, um, you know, we evolved from fish or we were just basically um, matter, living, walking around. That's about it. Um, so that's the idea of apologetics, being able to engage with people, give evidence for Christianity, um, which is what we're focusing on today. So the idea of evidence comes from the idea of evidential apologetics which is basically um, giving a defense for Christianity in the, in the Bible um, based off of what we find in Scripture and based off of uh, maybe even historical facts, historical um, evidence for, for uh, different events or the Bible itself, that it is um, God's Word, giving evidence for God's existence um, in general. And um, this can be done through giving you know, evidence by uh, pointing out the miracles that we see in, in Scripture by Jesus himself or by um, different people that God uh, allowed to to pull off miracles. Or for example, um, well, I think Jesus would be the best example. So with um, his death and burial resurrection, obviously no normal man can do that. Um, and obviously Jesus is God, um, is fully God, fully man. So that giving evidence for that um, is the idea of evidential apologetics. So we are going to discuss this specific idea, um, this specific part of apologetics. And there are many, there are different types of apologetics. Some people take different approaches. Um, but once again, today we'll be focusing on this one specifically. And so starting out, um, I think for me, my, my thoughts on evidential apologetics is when you, when you give the gospel to someone, right? When you give, um, when you're when you're sharing with someone the truth, no matter what they're opposing, they could be in normally in a conversation. I would argue that probably more than eighty percent of the time, it's opposing your views more than asking questions. Questions may be involved in the conversation, but um, normally a conversation starts because the person doesn't agree with what you believe and um it could be that you're talking about christianity or you're preaching on the streets or i should say teaching um and people will oppose 
your views because they don't agree with it. They don't believe it. And so they will start a conversation with you. And from there, you have then the full ability um, to say whatever you what you want, really. Um, but that is not to be taken lightly, uh, which is why understanding Scripture, understanding uh, what's in Scripture, understanding the gospel itself and, and the, the how, how to present it and how vital it is, is very key. And um, the time frame that you have to talk with someone and you have to share the gospel with them, because obviously sharing the gospel with them is the main goal, because that is what really does change, heart, uh, change the hearts of, of people. Because as Scripture says very clearly, um, the gospel is not to uh, be taken lightly. And so that's to be the key or the uh, the vital component of apologetics in general is that we should be focusing on giving the gospel. But evidentialism, once again, focuses more on the miracles and the and the, the uh, giving evidence for Christianity. Uh, so basically concluding what I'm uh, saying overall is that so we have all the, all these uh, different components of, of evidential apologetics that um, you know, giving evidence once again for all these things, and so um, basically the goal of today's discussion and podcast is to discuss is this a good approach to apologetics? Um, so we've laid out the foundation for it, what it is, um, and now really getting John and Reagan's thoughts on this of what they how they feel about it. Um, so basically, I'm going to hand it over to you guys. Uh, what do you guys think about evidential apologetics? Yeah. Uh, so as I, I got to do um, a little bit of study on it myself um, between when we kind of thought up this idea to do the do the podcast on this and um, this actual recording. And I'd say that you could make arguments for and against it. But as far as coming from the standpoint from is this going to change their heart, I think that we as Christians have to be more um, gospel focused kind of. And I think you kind of mentioned that where you want to be more giving the gospel and not pointing to things outside of that at first be uh, like being able to share that message specifically, but coming from it from like a debate argument standpoint, um, I guess it, it might be in certain cases useful in communicating a point, um, especially like you were talking about, uh, combating evolutionist theories and things like that, which, I mean, some, I, I know a lot of, um, famous Christian, uh, Christian speakers and debaters, um, like that's something that they like to do to kind of debate atheists and things like that. Um, personally, I'm not sure that that's, uh, a great way to spread the gospel, um, or a great way to change people's hearts. I think it's more kind of, um, for the fun of the debate, I guess. So, I mean, overall, I don't, I, I think that it's useful to some degree, um, because obviously that there's non-believers that if they're willing to listen to you, they'll like just naturally are going to have questions about things. And, um, I mean, a lot of, um, kids our age are taught in school about evolution and things like that. So they may have questions about, um, different things in nature and things like that. And to a certain extent, it's obvious that, things in nature and there is evidence for miracles and things and how they happened. Um, but making sure to communicate the main point of the gospel is more important than, um, the things around it. And you can eventually get into those topics with that person if they need further, um, explanation or kind of help through those things if they're like uh, a stumbling thing for them 
in fully understanding the message. So overall, I think it's kind of maybe not super useful in evangelism specifically, but I can understand how um, speakers and debaters would be able to use that to to their advantage when debating people um, with directly opposing views. Uh, yeah, I think that, uh, as Rain said, there's uh, different sides for each um, side of the argument, for and against it. And honestly, for this type of uh, evangelism where you could have, um, where you could talk about the gospel, which is the most important thing if you're going to bring someone to Christ, um, it's the most important to uh, talk to them about the Bible and what the gospel says. And with this uh, um, evidence, you can get lost in trying to say the scientific reason why this is true, like why, why we were created from God and not, and that's the Christian perspective, and not evolution, where we were not created as of evolution says we were. And you can spend a bunch of time trying to dispute evolution, but you could also spend a lot of time, and short, you could say more in the same amount of time if you just used the gospel, right? You can give more, less scientific, more, uh, more specific, you can get way more specific to the person that you're talking to if you don't worry about a whole lot of evidence uh, to go along with it. And yes, there needs to be, uh, and I guess it depends on who you're talking to. If you're talking to someone that's very, that thinks scientifically, then you can use a little bit of that to help them get to the point if it's hard to get to that person. But it's not a first approach. And at first, I was thinking about this from a perspective of I'm already Christian and I just love the way science works, right? So but that's not the same thing. What it is is I think it's more important to preach the gospel first and as Ryan said, go back to that person and you could try to explain to the best of your ability the scientific behind it, but that doesn't matter. What matters is the truth and how that works. So you should spend less of the time trying to go on the roundabout way and try to convince them of the truth, but just to lay the truth out and put away the science of it because the science could get them locked in all these little points that could be like, but why this, why that, why this, why that? When you can just bring them the gospel very quickly or say it quickly and then break it down further. And I think that's an important thing to remember. Yeah, and, and I, I think you guys did a great job because that I think both of you guys made excellent points and um, I think both of you laid out pretty much everything that could be said. Um, I really like what John said there at the end about the idea of scientific, like getting too much into the idea of the science behind it and, you know, disproving evolution or you know, and atheism and all this stuff. But, and then as Reagan said, you know, giving the gospel first, and John also touched on it, and giving the gospel, laying that out. And then if the person wants to engage in the conversation with you about that, uh, then you can take it from there. But I think what's key to point out is that Scripture is very clear that everyone knows that, the, that, that God exists. Everyone knows that there is a Creator, but they they're, have their hearts hardened toward Him. They're blind to the truth because of their sin, because of the things that they've done. Um, and they're without excuse, as Scripture says. So proving, trying to without the gospel prove that God exists and having and having a three hour argument with someone 
over, you know, why God exists and why atheism is wrong. And it doesn't change anything in the end because although they may hear your points and they may think that, yeah, they're pretty valid, but it doesn't matter because the heart is still hardened. The heart is still um, turned in, in rebellion against God. And without the gospel being given to that person, their hearts will not be changed because it takes the gospel change someone and that's why um i think that you know like you guys said it's it's really important to lay out the gospel first because if you're not, i mean if you're going to have a biblical like just as an example i watched a movie not too long ago called um a case for christ which i may have already spoken on a while back i don't really remember i've had a lot of conversations about this but there's a movie called a case for christ or the case for christ i think is the exact title and the whole movie was this um about this couple and the the wife was saved and the husband was going through in his whole entire the in the whole entire movie trying to prove that that Christ really couldn't have uh, couldn't have rise from the dead and that the, their God doesn't exist and all this stuff and at the end the guy could not disprove that Christ didn't rise from the grave they didn't rise from the dead it was impossible um, that that could be the case, at least that he thought, but he couldn't disprove it. So he told his wife that he wanted to be saved. And he, you know, in in his own private room said, you know, basically told the Lord that, you know, he, okay, I, I can't disprove it. So then it must be true. And at the end, the the wife told him, you know, well, you, well we, he asked her, what must I do to be saved? And he basically, and she basically said that, um, well, that's between you and God. And they prayed, and it's like, but that this whole point in the movie, you've only used evidence to prove to people that that God doesn't ex that God exists, and that Christ really did rise from the grave. But that doesn't change the hearts. And there was the perfect opportunity for at the end of the movie for the gospel to be given, so that the audience hears it, not just the movie itself, but the audience that's listening, that's watching the movie hears it. And it wasn't given at all, and it was so sad because it's like that was the opportunity. After all the evidence that you get, you gave, and you did all these things in the movie, which was great, but you missed the whole point, you know. Mm -hmm. um, right, and I actually that that movie because I've heard of the movie too. I think it's actually based on a true on a true story of a real a real person. I think the guy actually ended up writing a book called Right, um, yeah. the Case for Christ. Yeah. I think, and I think that, um, like you're saying, you're right. It's like you can give all this this evidence, and, and it may even be good evidence um in world terms but without the actual gospel you're you're missing the soul like you can get to the person's mind but you're missing the soul and the actual act of saving them you're, you're missing that key component because right. I mean, anybody can talk about evidence and there's evidence for lots of things and i mean even evolutionists can claim that there's a slight evidence for some of their theories but even then you have to with um explaining christianity you have to have the gospel because it even is a key part that makes the evidence make sense. It's the key to the equation. It's the it's the it's it's so key in in helping people get to that point of understanding why they need to be saved. Right, and it's almost like for me, like looking at the there are people that believe the Earth is flat, but there's so much evidence. I mean, you literally you can look up thousands of images taken from space that prove that the Earth is not flat. But people still believe it. And so it's the same thing. It's like, but you can give them all that evidence, but they still won't believe it. And it's like, so in the end, really, you know, I understand the idea of giving evidence. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't. 
if someone wants to have an argument with you about atheism or you know um, and versus christianity or evolution versus christianity or whatever and you want to have a debate with them about it then sure as long as it's as long as it's in a gracious manner and you're not doing it because the i'm in a i'm in an apologetics class right now and, and one of the things that my teacher pointed out in the very beginning was you're not doing this so that you win a debate and you feel good about that you you know you beat someone and they couldn't disprove your points your point is is to give the gospel and to be a light in the darkness to that person that you're talking to or those people that you're sharing this with. You're not, your point isn't to win people over um, or to by, by arguing with people and debating with them and so that you look good or that you beat people and so you can feel good inside about it. And I think that that's very important to remember because as humans in our human nature, we like to be right. And so when we win an argument, we feel great about ourselves that, hey, we won. You know, we, we beat that guy. Uh, but it's not about that. Christianity. Actually, it's, you know, Jesus was humble. Jesus was not, I'm right, you're wrong, and, you know, look at me, I'm so great. He was humble. Right. He pointed the out real, the truth. And the real, it. like, success in this kind of thing is knowing that that person is saved. It's not that you beat them like you're saying. It's, it's the real victory there is knowing that you helped somebody or, or God used you in a way to save someone or help that person in their life. Right. So, John, do you have any um, final thoughts for this? Yeah. Um, just real quick, I was thinking, as you guys are talking, um, when, if you treach the, if you, sorry, if you say to someone, uh, and you talk to them about the scriptures, like I've been saying, um, the evidence can be supported for either side, right? Because there's evidence for everything, as Reagan was saying, and, and, but people don't only, even if it's true, people don't necessarily believe it. Um, and to the other point, you'll, you'll spend a lot of time dealing with that. But if you just preach the gospel, like God said to say, and this person is not like a stubborn headed person that's like very stuck in their beliefs, um, like some atheists can be, but if they're like in between or just kind of there and they're not really sure what's easier to believe the fact that there was nothing and then all of a sudden like the big bang theory there's nothing then there's something or that there was a god jesus that came down and then died in our, for us in our place uh and forgives our sins that we can go to heaven and spend time with him or or spend eternity with him which because i feel like that would be if you went and talked to someone instead of spending much time on evidence it'd be easier just to say that and you would penetrate more people if you said uh, the gospel and then talked about how merciful and loving God is instead of evidence and how Big Bang is wrong and all, all these other beliefs are wrong, evolution's wrong, all this stuff. Um, but if you bring it down, break it down to God loves us and died for us so that we could spend eternity with him even though we deserve the death that he took and you preach the gospel, because that's more of a short version of it. Uh, but if you do that, you'll reach more people, I think, um, in that way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so um, um, I'll just wrap us up here with prayer. So let's pray. Dear Holy Father, Lord, I come to you thanking you for this day. Thank you for what you've done for us and what you've given us. Uh, thank you for allowing us to, uh, to be able to do this podcast, Lord, and even if it gets one view, two views, three views, whatever, Lord, that uh, we're doing it for, for your glory, ultimately. And um, I pray that that we would be a, a helpful um, hand to people, Lord, who 
maybe are, are thinking about these concepts or didn't even think about them. Um, I pray, Lord, that you would use us as your people to uh, to be a light in the darkness, uh, to give the gospel to people who, who need you, Lord, and who, um, who have their hearts hardened towards you. And I pray that uh, we keep all of us safe and all those who listen to this safe. I pray that you bless everyone's lives that listen to this and uh, even those who, have, who don't. And I pray that um, you would, uh, just once again, keep us all safe, help us to have a good rest of our week, and I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.